This week on the Push Wallows podcast, we talk about a couple of questions from some listeners and what I post about this week. Do people actually work hard at their nutrition and their training? One, the world does need average people as well, Dan. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Dan Meek. And me, Tom Hall. It does. Tom's just read my t-shirt. <laughs> t-shirt. The famous Ben Bruno t-shirt. You don't have to train today. The world needs mediocre people too. Yeah, so there you they go. do. It's the Ben Bruno message. Um. I like these t-shirts actually uh, quite comfy and everyone always stops and reads them which is quite funny <laughs> I find that weird in the gym people just go oh like that it's like yeah just I didn't say it someone else said it I'm just wearing a t-shirt calm down don't forget me um, so yeah there you go but mate well you took inspiration from the t-shirt for your post this week so there we go something we're going to talk about a bit later so yeah yeah for sure triggered I, I told Mike I was triggered by your uh, poor golf performance so that's that's well, what it's about. Well, then you're going to be triggered forever, aren't you? Because <laughs> no, we later changed. later learned we are actually uh, playing quite a hard course. So uh, yeah, unfortunately for Dan, um, that's why, for, that's but, why for, I was so bad. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it was. No other reason. Uh, I think, no other I think reason. it was. Uh, you were like, it's quite tight and it's quite like up and downy and all this. I was like, yeah, the rough is not forgiven at all. <laughs> oh, it was like it wasn't <laughs> forgiven. Like, forgiven doesn't even come into it. It was just like yeah. <laughs> Just look at my knees, and I'm like, "What? It's like this isn't fair." <laughs> what I'm used to. It was it was really wispy as well, yeah, but, yeah. To be fair, so it was good. I quite like that course, to be fair. So, but I think I would say that can, yeah, I played all right. So, yeah, lovely, yeah, you, mate. Yeah, you would was enjoy it, it mate. <laughs> it was lovely. Uh, it was a good day out. Went and saw Reading, didn't we? Lovely weather as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh. Good all around, I'd say. That's to be fair. Yeah, that's, that changes changes the I, what I normally do. If it's hot in the UK, I normally open with "It's hot, Dan." Isn't it? Like, jeez, yeah. it's hot, mate. It is hot in it. It's hot. <laughs> this will come out, and everybody will know it's been hot the last three days, and it's September. Jesus, we were talking about it, weren't we? We were like, seasons have definitely shifted. Like when we were young, yeah. that's definitely still young. But when we were younger. Definitely, like September started to get a bit chilly. I would have thought, like September, not chilly, but yeah, it's like back to school time. Everyone's back to school now, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. How's Isabel, Isabel's first day back? Uh, second, second day back. Yeah, she's uh, no, she's she's all good. She's enjoying it. She got lost today, and she just had a cried about it today in the yeah, evening. I mean, all that, you know? I don't blame her. But I mean, yeah. Small. I, I, have, school, I think I'd have cried. I have a little cry. I have a little cry if I get lost. So yeah, nothing wrong with that. There you go. So yep, no, we're all good. Um, and uh, oh, my course, and now I'm off to Dubai on Monday. So correct. Yeah. Uh, are we doing a podcast from Dubai? Is that happening, or are you, are you just? Are you, I, I'll leave it up to you, think, mate. Like to be fair, I don't think you'll be available because it's <clears throat> it's like three hours ahead, and it? so it'd be like five o'clock uh, yeah. to start. So. Five o'clock for me to start. We'll see what we can do. Um, yeah. It's tough. It's a tough time. I didn't get in until six. Out six, six till busy, six. Busy man now. I see you've got a real job now, so you're a busy man. <laughs> I was actually in third. I was third space all day today. No PTC work. It's crazy. 
uh, just mixing between companies. That was interesting to do Canary Wharf, the joys of Canary Wharf. I hate that Canary Wharf. Uh, yeah. Too far away. I have to take the tube too far. And then Has he got walk. much busier? Obviously, with COVID and stuff like that, is it? Is it bad? Um, to... Well, actually, yesterday was the first day that it has been the highest like amount of commuters uh, into London. I did see since, that in the news. Yeah, since pre-COVID, um, I still I've obviously seen Canary Wharf at its busiest. Uh, it's still down on that one, like great. And also, but you got to think I'm going like for a three o'clock meeting i'm not going rush hour <laughs> and i purposely always used to but as against the grain i used to purposely stay there till like about 6 six thirty, and not go even if my meeting had ended at about five because the trains were absolutely awful uh but yeah just hopped on a train straight away like 4 30 so it was all right there you go all back to normal. Right. All, all back to normal. I had a conversation uh, with one of my clients about the. Uh, there's a, he was a, he was saying there was a little bit of a um, a disagreement in his uh, with his wife about um, wearing a mask. And I think you brought it up the other day about a few months ago when you were obviously you don't have to wear one. Uh, mm. And there was a person at school was like, oh, you don't have to wear one. Point out to you, you're like, don't have to do anything. Like it's absolutely fine, but I'm going to wear one. And he would like he's had a disagreement saying he wants his son to like be still be tested and he wants to do the right thing and like wear a mask and stuff but she doesn't she's like no no child doesn't have to be tested now so we won't test him at all and mm. uh no no i'm not gonna wear a mask because i don't have to wear one at all and it's like all right well i don't have to punch people like i'm like i don't punch people in the face i could mm-hmm. but I don't do that though so, but yes it's, it's a bit of a straw man argument. yeah i think i think it's one of those where like i I was the first week we were like allowed, I was still wearing one. And I think as the weeks have gone on, I've just got less and less um, diligent with it. But like, if I obviously got, I'm going to have to run on the plane. Right. But if I was on a train, I would be doing it on something like that. An enclosed space. Like I think we were at the golf. We didn't really in and out of like, but there's no one else around. Like we also really like enclosed space. That's the thing, isn't it? I've like, I've, I think I'm the same as you. I've I still wear one like going into Waitrose in like I'm in the, in the supermarket for a while because I knew from the stats that that's probably the biggest place to contract, isn't it? It's like supermarkets yeah. were the highest. And I was just like, yeah, people breathing all over your food. I actually quite like the fact that all of the shop people and all the food people have to wear them now because I always got a bit weirded out about people breathing on the food that they were about to give me. And I'm like, I don't want you to breathe all over my food. Really. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little yeah. bit strange. And I'm like, I'm quite glad that has to happen. Um, so always like, because like dinner ladies sometimes used to have to wear them anyway, didn't they? Like hairnets and a yeah. little mask and stuff like that. So I was like, it's no different yeah. really to the person that's in prep, like, like sticking their fingers all over my straw. And I'm like, Give me a straw that you vaguely don't touch, please. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's strange. But yeah, I'm 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 still yeah pro, pro in certain yeah. So like it's just like tight spaces, but just use your brain like, and don't don't point it out to the people who are wearing them, saying you don't have to wear them if you're one of those people. They know. Yeah, we know. We all know. <laughs> you know, you don't have to wear that anymore. Thanks. I don't have to wear trousers, but I'm going to. It's the morally right thing to do. <laughs> For everyone's Jesus. sake. Yeah. Like, no one wants to see that, like, tiny little thing. So, absolutely not. Very strange moral start to the podcast, mate. Lovely. Um, Always the way with you, isn't it? Hey, so morally, so morally yeah. on point. 
All right. Um, and we, we've obviously got some protein bars because I did make my order and uh, protein pick a mix. We still should be sponsored by you because um, we, we're, we're fueling a bit of money into them now, aren't we? Right. I'd have thought so. <laughs> protein pick a mix where, where me and Dan get our protein bars when we're not from Protein Pantry. Um, and, oh, uh, update yeah, we... on the Protein Pantry ones, by the way. Started to give me really bad gas. Like, I can't eat them anymore. Really? I don't know what it is that I've noticed. That I, I've had them a few recently because one of my clients gave me some. And um, each time, it's the it's been the one thing that I'm like, that's what it is. It's like, every time. If I have a different protein bar, like I had the Misfits ones, fine. Plant-based, isn't it? Vegan, so good for you. Um, <laughs> it's, that, um, it's that fiber. I just can't deal with that fiber. That oligo, wow. fr- whatever it's called. Can't, I can't handle it. And it's really annoying because obviously the Cherry Bakewell ones are just incredible. And by the mm. way, as I speak now, Tom, just let you know, pretty much all of the best ones are in stock. Just look are they? Oh, we might have um, a, a, a during podcast ordering. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, the Cherry Bakewell's are right there. Birthday cake right there. Che- uh, chocolate brookie right there. But yeah, I, I can't do it to myself now. I, I was like, it was worse to be fair after the Caramazon. And I think that had a bit more of it in. I think the cherry bake was a little bit less, but I was like, I still can't do it. I just can't do it. Um, you know, you're looking at per portion, 16 grams of fiber. It's all that stuff, you know, uh, but never mind. So still you know, don't understand why they have like exclusive deals with this supplement stop and serious nutrition for their white mocha chocker, biscoffy crumble, raspberry ripple and rumble, rumble raisin. And then for the other one is peanut butter s'mores caramel almond and serious cinnabon no, I, I mean they all sound great i might go to these shops as well mm. i've not had the yeah. biscoffy crumble one did you have it i haven't no brilliant. but right now click, tom i've click, got click on the link sold out of course it's brilliant of course it is. yeah <laughs> um i have got an awesome supplements protein bar here peanut caramel crunch whoa whoa whoa, 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 whoa. just a minute that's not from uh, the Lego it guy. Is. It is. Is it? Mm-hmm. Mr. Ben, ben I think ben my Kubers. hamstrings are uh, stopping yeah. me from squatting too low and burning lots of calories. Coomba. Yes, that one. Is um, it? Yeah. Wow. I've heard, I've heard that it's great. Like, again, one of my clients gets their plant-based protein powder, said it's like vegan protein powder, said it's incredible. And I was like, well, I've got to try it. Do you know? I'm- yeah, I know. You're like, I don't want to put money in that guy's pocket. I didn't really want to, but I, I <laughs> kind of felt like I had to because I've heard good things about their vegan range. So, I mean, it smells I have amazing. as well, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. He's got to be good. Let's, let's face it. He's got to be good at something. So 255 calories. <laughs> 255 calories and 19 grams of protein. So not great on that side of things. 13 grams of fat, always going to be higher, isn't it? But high in fiber, eight grams of fiber. I mean, it's see if this sets me off this one, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Hang on. Let me see what it is in there. Chicory root. It's all right. It's chicory root. It's not the... I can't even pronounce whatever that one's called. I'll find it out. I mean, that's going to be really good because there's, there's this bar as well. I picked it when we were, we were going through the bars. Uh, I picked it based off I couldn't pronounce this <laughs> as well. I was like, I don't know what that word is. Um, but I've got a wanna, a wanna, Joanna wanna, 
that bar. Uh, Waffer and cream. Waffer and cream. Uh, cocoa with Gianjua flavor cream. Do you know what that is? No. G I A M D U J A. Gianjua. No idea. I have no idea what that is. Um, I would like to know. So, and I'm going to say that you're all intelligent bunch that listens to this show, but well, that is not <laughs> that is not in my uh, in like something I know. Oh, it's oh, I don't know. There's a lot of it. M and S do it. Gene do a hazelnut. I, Some sort yeah. of hazelnut. Sweet chocolate spread containing thirty percent hazelnut paste. Oh, is Gianduo the same as Nutella? So it's it's a denser Nutella. There you go. Lovely. This sounds like it's going to be great. <laughs> Waffles and Gianduo, which might be my new favorite thing. So I want a bar. Um, so I think they've got like cream and stuff in it. The macros, I don't know what they are. Um, this was annoyingly good. <laughs> it tastes right. I think you know. I'm actually converted to vegan protein bars. They are yeah, much it? nicer to eat. Like they're much nicer to eat. Wow. Right. We got the texture. So the macros on this: 196.5 calories. Um, get that 0.5 calorie. So I'm ordering a box of Misfits, by the way, because I oh, quite nice. like fat. Twelve. Carbohydrates, 14. Fibre, 1.4. I think if you sold that to someone, they would never know it was plant-based. You're an awesome. Everything is awesome supplements. Yeah. Everything is awesome. Has he managed to get the Lego theme? I think so. So I'm quite excited about this because look at, yeah. look at the, what it looks like bar-wise. It's like look, little Annoying name press. Oh, mounds. yeah. That's like a bit like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... Let's see. Oh. While Tom's chewing on that. Oh, his face is no. lit up. Oh, he's all over it, look. <laughs> there is a whole world of protein bars out there, guys. Don't just <laughs> stick to Grenade. Don't just stick to PhD Smart Bar. Get out there. Try these protein bars. <laughs> Face. Oh, my. So, yeah, that, that is um, the exact same texture. Maybe, like I said, it's denser than Nutella. But imagine a, um, a Kinder Bueno that has Nutella in it. Oh, what? Yep. All right. <laughs> All right. Just, but instead of the Nutella, it's just a little bit denser, and it's obviously got the protein bit in it. It's literally the same wafer. I think it is the waffly wafer. Hazelnut, hazelnut, Ganduja, whatever that's called. Ganduja, yeah. I've got, I've got the cocoa with, uh, and I bought the other one. I only bought two because I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't want to overload myself on a load of them because they could be terrible. <laughs> they could, but the the protein, it's only it's one hundred and ninety odd calories, but the protein is like thirteen grams. Which yeah. is actually okay, but it's not great. It's not the end of the world. I mean, it's better than the ones I bought. I bought some vegan. I bought some wafery ones, thinking I was doing really well. And zero protein, and they're just basically sweets, but vegan sweets. So like it's a vegan Kinder Bueno, I think. Um, in fact, I'll try, I'll try it now because I know it's not a protein bar. Let me get it out. Hang on. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Love bar, it's called. Love raw. Hey, Love I'm raw. Be cream a bit silent. Wafer. Silent now because yeah. I'm yeah, Tom's gonna eat that. Cream yeah. wafer <laughs> bar. It's essentially a vegan version of a Kinder Bueno. Because I was like, oh, I wonder how much um, proteins in it. And then I went to look at the packaging, and it was like, oh yeah, 0.7 grams per stick. Great. Okay. <laughs> It's basically vegan chocolate that tastes like chocolate chocolate is what they're calling themselves. I mean, I'll be the judge of that. I'll be the judge of that. Um, so, yeah, it's it comes as a, obviously as a kinder kind of does, you know, the finger size. Um, so I'm only going to open one of them just because it's easier. Um, and we'll see if it's any good. I enjoy the uh, packaging on this. You know how I love the word functional. It said functional yeah. sw- functional sweets on the uh, on the packaging. Well, <laughs> this fair, one is salted caramel, but it tastes a bit like coffee, but it's nice. Mm. But it is essentially just a Kinder Bueno bar and calories. So, but let it be said that I feel as if the confectionery world will turn upside down and everything has to be vegan. At least we'd be okay for snacks. So. <laughs> That's brilliant. Right. That's really nice. If you hadn't told me I was vegan and gave it to me, I'd be really impressed. So I have yeah. to be impressed. I don't have a vendetta against vegans, by the way. Yeah, That's really we, nice. we, we definitely don't. Well, I'm impressed I'm by these one of us. Uh, definitely get some. There we go, guys. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna order some more. And I want to see the other one. That saying something for you with protein bars. You're not usually a huge fan of protein bars. I'm not. No, like I don't order them a lot, and yeah, I just generally just yeah, go off them a little bit after mm. like using them a bit more. Yeah, so you got yeah. This is this one's. I got another one which is uh, chocolate with salty caramel flavor inside as well. That'll be interesting. Maybe I have that. I'm trying to work out what this love raw is made of. Mm. I mean, it's basically just sugar because that's not you know. So they use coconut oil, obviously, instead of butter. Yeah, I mean, as annoying as it is, yeah, they actually taste pretty, really good, like normal chocolate bars. You'd never know you're not eating a chocolate bar, in my opinion. Oh, Tom, they do a wanna white chocolate and strawberry cream. I think there's a there's a fair few flavors there, so I think we uh, try and work nice. our way through those. So I'll put in a little little wanna oh, bar. Gosh, there are some Italian flavor. Things, aren't they? Salted um, caramel cocoa hazelnut cream out of stock. That's that's the one I've got. I think. Mm. Well, yeah. Well, um, the awesome protein bar was good as well. It's annoying. That's annoying. Oh. Wow, there you go. It's not often when we try two. There's two decent bars. So, congrats. Get a clean sweep. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> we we'll stop there because uh, we're not going to go for a quest bar. Um, no, it's not a quest it. bar. <laughs> You <laughs> we were like, no, don't do that. Yeah, still love that. One of my PTs were like, yeah, the best best way to eat them is to put it in the oven. I was like, what? It's meant to be a quick snack. You don't need to go home and put it in the oven. It's not a good trait for a bar. It's insane. <laughs> not at all. No. Um, I think I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to go out on a big limb. I'm going to say that the year 2022 is going to be the year of the vegan protein powder bar everything it's gonna work yeah. and it's they're gonna they're, they're getting there now do you know like yeah. i feel like misfits is like the grenade of the vegan plant-based stuff and i think that brands are really going to start 
going after that technology and they're going to next year is going to be it's going to be it's going to be game over because the texture is loads nicer loads nicer to eat they are mm. so there you go I'll ask the uh, the big wigs at my protein honestly like they should be listening to this as market research for the <laughs> genuine it's interesting as well because as it, uh, they were saying like my pro- my protein have such a big share market share in like protein powders and protein bars and stuff like that uh they literally whatever they do the whole market kind of follows so it'd be interesting to see what happens as well right? but i could they could break away right? i'll charge it but I don't, yeah there's, there's still that stigma isn't there in the fitness industry about vegan protein bars need to get over well yeah and i'll be honest i would have tried it i was like oh god like, yeah you know last ones i've tried they just taste like mud like i think that's one i tried was the phd one oh my fucking god <laughs> like just tasted like earth i'm like yeah. no not going near them thank you very much that's the thing these ones taste like chocolate yeah, bars that's now, so i did buy i bought a uh a misfits bar with the uh the the Biscoff one that Dan had last week. So just because I was like, I feel left out because I didn't get to try. Um, right. We just got a couple of questions we've got hit before uh, Dan lays into my uh, post. Not lays into it, agrees with it, hopefully. All right. There was a couple of questions um, that I plucked from, which uh, Dan will be able to help me with, basically. I thought you would be the better one to answer that. I'll answer the rest of them just on like. I was about to say Facebook then. I'll answer on Facebook, probably Instagram. Do it where it's asked. Um, question. So tips for coaching someone online with the brackets, form, etc. cetera. Um, I'm, I'm assuming this is just like distance, like online coaching, not Zoom online coaching. Yeah. One would, assume, one would well. assume. Um. So Daniel, tips for coaching somebody online uh, who you may suspect have shit form or how would you go about it? You have to ask them for videos, obviously, of said movements. Um, that's the, the one way you can do it. And I think we've touched this previously, whereby in my opinion, as an online coach, you can't rush through your continuum of exercises quite like you could as a one-to-one PT because you have to enable, um, or you have to allow for more hiccups, more mistakes, more learning time with less cues and all that sort of stuff. So, my programming is always very conservative. Um, it's very rare that I would ever have a client start on back squats, for example, in their first training cycle with me, even if they ask for it, usually, and they'd have to show me that form first before I would put it in happily. Um, you can go through a full assessment. Again, I've done that with a few clients who really wanted to hone in on their training um, and like literally wanted to start with me on muscle gain. I was like, okay, cool, I need to see these movements listed them all out, told them how to video them. Um, just basic movement screens like hip hinges, single leg hip hinges, body weight squats, goblet squats, nothing too crazy um, from all different angles as well. And then after that, it really is just a case of getting them to video anything they're not sure of or unsure of. And then I would look at that and speak to them about any exercise that they've stalled on. They've not really moved any, any weight or they've not progressed on or they're feeling particularly weak on, I'll get a video of it and I'll say, look, send it over to me. Um, so I can have a look at it and see if there's any form breakdown, anything to pick up on. I did it the other day with someone who was doing bench press. Um, he filmed it and I was like, straight away, two things I would change instantly. Um, and I go work on those two things, film it again in four weeks, show me that you've improved. Um, and, it's, and he was a PT and it's little things that 
you pick up on, you know, like his feet weren't tucked under very far. He wasn't really giving much much force through his legs. He was just kind of letting them move around. And his hands were too close together. So at the bottom of the movement, his wrist was, there was no 90 degree angle at his elbow. It was like, his wrist was like in a bit here. And I was like, okay, you're trying to push. It's not as, it's yeah. not as useful from a force production point of view. It's, it's a literally so like funny because uh, literally that, that little tip about using your core and your legs, uh, I literally have a real saved in my drafts about pressing yeah. about that that's <laughs> about to go up yeah people put their feet people put their feet flat and they should really tuck them right under and get quite tight in there and push into the floor and keep their glutes yeah. on the bench and everything but people forget that with bench press it's a full body movement it's not just push with your arms um yeah. and again like with that again even hand position like it, it should be that at the bottom it should be that you're in a position where your wrists are stacked and you can press not in here where the force from pushed up from here is going to go here into you can't see it's not yeah. a video. That's not a video. But, <laughs> you know, it's all those different things where you can pick up on little tiny things that that you wouldn't you wouldn't do if you hadn't seen a video and they just said, Oh, you know, why am I stuck here? And I'm like, well, there's two things, two reasons why I think you're stuck with not being able to move weight on your bench press. Um so yeah, you have to ask for it. And I would always take it one movement at a time, or one upper, one lower movement at a time. Don't confuse people, don't try and do every single exercise every single week. Just focus on the main ones they're struggling with or the ones that you think are maybe the ones that are as uh, the riskier movements, let's say. Um, get them to video them. Yeah. Yeah. Do the same. And tell them how you want them videoed as well. Don't just say video them. What angle? Side, front, what angle. back. Yeah, correct. Which is a big thing, which obviously you'd learn on the PT core is like what angle to best look at certain things. Um, I talk about coaching from 90 degree angles. Um, if you're ever like, oh, I don't know what, like you know, there are four 90 degree angles around the person go coach at 90 degree angles. That is the, the best way of looking at something. Uh, it's quite simple and have your starting point from front and then go all the way around. Um, yeah. And try and mimic that with a camera if they can, if they, if the person has a friend, chances are they might, they can uh, ask them to video it for them. So they don't have to like, I mean, they literally can walk around if they want to. Um, mm. But people get a little bit like funny about that kind of stuff, I guess. So ask them if they're that serious into online coaching. They probably will need to film their stuff. So maybe they can buy a little tripod to hold their phone. Just maybe instead of like propping it up. Um, yeah, it's quite vital, I think, to, <clears throat> yeah, just to make sure it's fine. So I think people get embarrassed, don't they? But it's nothing to be embarrassed about at all. So. Yeah, look, it's, I mean, I kind of get it. But at the same time, it's like, if you want to get better, you just got, you yeah, think, oh, I don't want to be that guy in the gym up. who films himself. And it's like, yeah, but they're doing it for Instagram. You're doing it for your coach. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. also, no one cares. <laughs> Trust me. Like, they're like, oh, you know, like, no, I don't really like that. They film themselves like crazy. They don't care. Loads of people film themselves in gyms. I think Instagram's full of it. Um, so it's fun. Yeah. yeah, I just asked for form videos. That's legit. And then of a particular movement, there's nothing, there's nothing crazy. I don't think about it. I don't think there's any magic you can sprinkle. And it's just, you have to be quite clear because uh, you can't be there to, to correct it straight away. So the chance are you have to do a form video correcting the thing that they're doing. Um, so I've done it before where I mimic what they do and then purposely over exaggerate it and then, go into what I want to happen so they know like for example a big one for me was like half kneeling positions and like a leg like the back leg drifting back behind someone and I where I want it like 
square yeah. pointing forward, uh, stuff like that. And maybe then the other legs like starting to move in certain like chops or overhead presses and stuff like that. And I'll be like, all right, I'll over exaggerate it. What do you think's wrong here? All right, probably that foot, right? And you move it back in. So it might be that showing them what's wrong, showing them what's right from your perspective. So just get ready to do that. Realize it's a bit time consuming, but if you change it now, you won't have to change it again, the chances are. So they've got that in the bank forever. Yeah. You can be like, refer to that video. Uh, I look what I told you. Like, why are you doing that again? So, yeah, I'll do that. And if it's on Zoom, then, yeah, just get them to move their camera around. Um, I'm assuming it's not. All right. Um, we're going to assume it's really not. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other question was, um, this actually was from last night's uh, live on PT Core, because I thought it was interesting. Because I kind of had a different... I think I resonate with you, Dan, on... Um, I want not my clients fit around me, but it's kind of what happens if they want to work with me and continue to work with me. Therefore, this is my time and what happens. And hopefully they adhere to that. Otherwise, they're probably not for me. And I think that's a, that's 1000 percent a confidence thing, I think, from where we're at in our careers and what we know we're yeah. good at and how we how we do things. Um but it, the question was, what to do if my clients continually miss check-ins? So this was a weird uh, one as well. So what we did do is, this wasn't directly from anybody that was on the PT core, but that apparently the girl is on the PT core now. So she's going to learn. Uh, she just signed up for the next intake. But it was an interesting one, obviously, because we'd be like, all right, well, what's happening during the consultation? Are you explaining that the check-ins are valuable and all that kind of stuff? Mm. What are the check-in? What is the check-in process? For example, a check-in, they should not ever have to send anything to you. They should never send anything. It, that's a, literally a whole barrier to something to happen. They should only have to click a link or like click on something. So Dan does it. You, you so to you like sign in to see you, right? Do you book a time? So, but you don't send them like a, they don't have to get a form and then email it to you or anything like that. That's insane. Yeah. Um, so if anything, if you just want them to do a little form check-in, it's going to be Google Forms. The chances are you're going to ping them on an email. So they just have to click it and fill it out, press. And so they don't have to attach it to anything or Dropbox. Like I used to have mine for Dropbox and you just fill out a new sheet each time uh, sometimes. And then my check-ins were generally... I, there'll be, it was like, all right, yeah, does it, are there, is they still like getting results? Then chances are they probably don't need to check in. Um, if they're not that personality that needs one, then I'm quite happy just to give them like voice notes and uh, video notes and anything else. But you're quite, you're quite, uh, I know, dogmatic with your check ins, aren't you? Yeah, I just think um, I, there's a few, there's a few things to think about. Um, first one is if they're continuous in check-ins for no real good reason they're just a bit busy or they're just a bit whatever it's probably just that for them it's just it's just not you're not charging enough it's just a bit of a it doesn't hurt them enough to to work to bother like i know for a fact it, it, people that i pay money to if i'm paying a monthly amount and it's for this amount of stuff you're damn right i'm getting it in because it's a waste of money otherwise some people don't have that like partly accountability aspect is you're paying money so you you just kind of like it should hurt you so you kind of well i'll do it um so that's one thing to, to consider um second thing is i used to be of the opinion i still am kind of that it's up to the client to check in 
I'm like, it's up to the client to check in with me. Like, I'm not hassling you. I'm not chasing you, all that sort of stuff. But the more I think about it, the more I go, uh, more recently I've moved towards, yeah, but they need my help. Like, that's why they're fucking shit up to this point. It's because they can't do it on their own. So if a client's late with their check-in, I'll drop them a text. I'll see how they go. One week, if one week passes and I've spoke to them the previous week and everything's going well, I'm not going to be, like, concerned. If we got to the second week, I'm then like, okay, cool. I'm checking in with them. I'm like, right, where's your update? How are things going? I just give them a little nudge. Oh, sorry, I've been really busy with work. So, you know, oh, sorry, I missed this week. I'll make sure next week I'm on the board. I'm like, yeah, make sure you are. It's fine. It's not a problem. Um, so there's that element to it where I think that you have to remember that the reason that people drop the ball with this stuff is because they're left to their own devices. So if you leave them to their own devices, they will do. And I, and I flipped and flopped with that over the years. And I think I've settled on now setting it out from the outset where I go, look, you, your checking day is this day. You need to get this stuff to me by this time on this day. And I get back to you on the day after. And again, the onboarding process is the bit that helps with that. So it's rare that I don't get clients check in. And I get, I do have the same, each week I have similar culprits, like the same sorts of people every time. And they're just, again, I know they're the type of people who I need to just give them a text and a little nudge and go, right, come on. There are some people like clockwork every single week that are there. And that's just different people. It's just how much it means to different people. It's how much they prioritize it, but it doesn't mean it's not a priority. It just means that in their priority list, it's not at the top. It doesn't mean that they don't want to take it seriously or they don't care about you or they don't think you're good or anything like that. It's just that some people have other priorities that you you wouldn't you wouldn't know about. You wouldn't they wouldn't never complain about them or anything like that. Um, and they need you to support them. So it's just about understanding each client. So I, I used to be of the opinion that every client should do it all the same way. But as I've got older as a coach, I'm like, well, no, everyone's different. So why should they all check in the same way? Some people don't need a reminder. Some people need two reminders. Um, it doesn't mean that they want it any less. It's just that that's just the way they are at this point in time. So that's how things have changed for me over, over time is that they're paying you to check in with them. As much as they're paying you for the ability to check in with you, you they're, they're paying for, for your accountability to a certain degree. And as you get fuller and as you get busier, you might be like, oh, I don't have as much time to do this. But how long does it take to really to send one text? 30 seconds? Yeah, so it's not... You know, I get that you can text them to say, hey, look, your check-in wasn't in on time. I don't have time to reply to your check-in now, but this is just a reminder to say, look, you need to get check-ins in on time. What can I do to help you do that? That's a check-in. That's you getting back to them. That's you being there for them. That's you reminding them that, you know, every week you should have check-in. Um, it just depends on how strict you want to be. And like I said, I think if you set out those boundaries from the outside on the onboarding process, you'll be fine. But every client of mine, when they send their check-in late, they say, oh, I'm really sorry this is late. They know. They know because they know when they should have been in, what, what should have should have happened. So I think any situation like that, I'll always look at myself. What can I do? Is it my fault? What have I done wrong? Okay. And, and, <laughs> and then work from there. And if you, and if, and again, if, if that person mm. has text that client twice a week and they're still not checking in, then you've done, in my opinion, you've done what you can. It's just then trying to dig a bit deeper and go, right, well, why is this a big problem? What is it about the check-in process that, that you don't do, you don't like doing, takes too long? When, how can I make it easier? What day would work better for you? You can, you know, you could, I said to one of my clients, I moved a few of my check-in days around and she said, unfortunately, I won't be able to get my check-in in for you on that day. And I said, look, do it on, what day can you do it on? And she was like, oh, Sunday night or Monday would be good for me. And I was like, you do it then. I'll get back to you on Wednesday. I was like, because that's when I do my check-ins. But I was like, just know there'll be a bit of a delay in it, but that's fine. Because the face she's in right now, it's not hugely important. And she also understands the process. It's not, 
you know, nothing crazy can happen in a day. It's just only the same help on Monday's done on, on Tuesday. Um, so it's again, understanding that process where again, communication, letting people know, well, okay, how can I make this easier for you? Not, this is my schedule. You work to it. Go, well, how can I make it easier for you? This is my schedule, but how can I make it easier for you? How can we have a communication so that yeah. we both get what we want out of this? It's an interesting one as well, because, yeah, she also did all of her normal. So this person also did all of her like normal check ins on a Saturday as well. And I was like, so you expect all your clients to check in on a Saturday. And I was like, she got back to her clients on Saturday. I believe so, yeah. Or like wanted calls and stuff in it on their clients should get back to her as well on a Saturday. And I was like, Saturday. Yeah. Like people with the families, the people want to do, you're never going to get it. Like I wouldn't be able to do that. That's why she's not doing it. <laughs> I'd say like we. But um... it was interesting as well. But Luke, because obviously Luke was on the call as well. Luke used to do his on on a Saturday. And I was like, yeah. So um... I think there's a lot of people I know get their clients to check in on a Sunday. Um which I think is daft personally for the main reason of you get this mentality of starting again on Monday every time. Like starting Which on is Monday, what I, I went to talk about. I was like, Oh, but it doesn't have to start on Monday. I was like, you might start your that, training on Tuesday. It's fine. We, like, I do mine. I do mine for me because it fits better. Anyway, I do mine on Wednesday, Thursday. I do a couple on a Friday. Um, but the reason that I do that is twofold. One is to stop the whole, um, yeah, week starts again on Monday, like, you know, diets always start on Mondays, all this sort of stuff. And two is so that I can plan for the weekend for clients. So when we have our update, I can go, right, here's a plan of action for the weekend. And it's fresh in their mind because I'm like, right, well, it's tomorrow for some of them. Depends on what day it is. It's fr Friday, exactly right there. So you know the plan of action for the weekend. And you also get to see some of the weight that you often see go on from water retention, whatever. Um, salt over the weekend starts to deplete by Wednesday, Thursday. So you can kind of look at it and go, okay, cool. We know where we're at. No need to panic. It's be loads easier for me to get all my client check-ins done on Monday, Tuesday, and then have the rest of the week just to chill out or like do whatever I need to do. It's more frustrating for me having like Monday, Tuesday, and then having another day Friday to do my other, other stuff and then Wednesday, Thursday. But I think it's the best time for the clients because people, people as well during the week get in routines. So if you say your check-ins are Tuesday night, it's, that's when they'll check in because they're getting that routine. Weekends, Saturdays and Sundays, who knows what's going on? No one knows. That's their time off. It's the time to enjoy. Um, that's that's just my preference um, for doing it and how I how I do it. Um, I I just think if clients checking on Sundays, it's just I don't know. I just think it, it reinforces that whole <clears throat> week starts Monday, we'll start fresh. It's like <laughs> that's what a lot of people's problem with their diet and training is. Uh, yeah. Is that they need the most help, in my opinion, around the weekends. So if you check in with them on Monday, they don't hear from you again for a week. They, they might have forgotten by Friday, Saturday. Was, oh, don't, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll sort it out on Monday. Whereas if they've just spoke to you Wednesday, Thursday, and you're texting them back, because some of them as well, after you're checking, they'll text you after you're checking. They'll oh, thanks for checking. Just question about this or just checking that. I might reply to them the day after that. So, so it's Friday. All of a sudden, it's the weekend. And then they, they freshen their mind. They're like, okay, cool. That's the plan. That's cool. We'll do that. Because that's the time most people fuck up. It's the weekend. So that's when I'd like to be in their minds as it were, um, with that sort of stuff. But each their own, I suppose. As a perspective, yeah. So I was just like, Saturdays for me is a no-go. I'm like, I'd rather them do it during the working week whilst they're doing like administration tasks and stuff like that. So that's yeah. when I would do it. That's I would rather do that, my check-in, on work time, that kind of thing, not on home time. If I could, yeah. there's a way of doing it. So, which I'm sure your clients are the same. 
Um, yeah, you kind of want to be paid for doing it as well. <laughs> so, I'm like, it just makes sense to me. I'm like, oh, I'll just do this like on the Tuesday, like get it all done, and then like, yeah, I'll check in the next day, or like have a, and then like have like the afternoon or whatever for calls throughout the Wednesday, Thursday, because you do that, right? They do they check? They kind of send their stuff over even like Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, so basically, because it's all done on Google Sheets, I just say to them that if they yeah. want, they can update it daily because it's just then saved automatically. You don't have to worry about sending anything. It's like, it's all there. Like, you just two yeah. minutes a day, <clears throat> just fill your data in, nice and easy. Uh, and then the check-in is, like I said, either a video or a phone call or a voice mm. note or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, explaining the data effectively and going over, right, this is what happened. This is this. I need help with this this week. This is the problem. Um, yeah, just so that it's super easy. Um, that's the way it should be super easy <laughs> super easy lovely all right so we're gonna round this off by uh dan got triggered by my post um oh, so i didn't get gonna... triggered by me i liked it, <laughs> it was a good post. i know um yeah what did i write get out what did you write mate the words of wisdom you should remember uh yeah yeah well, i wrote uh training should be enjoyable sure but it also should be fucking hard work sometimes. And people don't like hard work. So good luck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't triggered by someone. I think it was, I was, it, this was twofold for me. Um, it, cause it resonated back in my mind about, obviously, I, I have clients and I train trainers, right? And sometimes I have trainers as clients. Lovely. Um, so I get caught in this like in between of educating um, and try and coach people through better business and better like training protocols and all this kind of stuff. And then I actually have to get general population like fitter and both apply to this crap. Okay. And I got annoyed. Uh, number one was one of my clients uh, was complaining about having like a 140 heart rate for like a minimal amount of time. I'm like, this is why you like you yo-yo. I'm like, Fucking hell. Yeah. It's fine. Um, yeah. And I was just like, for fuck's sake, like, look at my heart rate. Oh, I need rest. I'm like, they don't. Like, just, I'm purposely giving you stuff so your heart rate stays high. I want it to stay high. That's the whole point. Um, yeah. Okay, so that was trigger number one. Um, trigger number two was a little bit a while back. I actually did a post, or we might have talked about it, Mr. Daniel. Um, I talked about what is the most important thing about um, programming. And I said exercise selection. Yeah. Nearly all of the trainers, I know, I'm going to say a large majority, 60 to 70% of the trainers that replied to my post, and there was quite a lot, said the client should enjoy the session. Enjoyment yeah. should be the program. And I was just like, what? I was like, I, yeah, I get they need this to be a buy in. And coming through that for a bit, but I'm like, does enjoyment enjoyment doesn't normally mean I think, hard I think work? What they I think what they meant by that is that the client shouldn't absolutely detest walking through the door. There's a difference, <laughs> yeah. There's a difference, yeah. There's and I'm difference. like, they yeah. should no, no, love all my clients a bit, but they don't enjoy every part of my session, hands down. Like, because I'm gonna make them do shit that's hard and they'll enjoy the afterwards but doing it they think it sucks ass and they're like i want to stop this is awful like this is painful if yeah. anything and i'm like yeah because guess what that's what we're training for that's what actually happens to we have to put enough stimulus into our muscle to create a response 
that's what happens. You put enough stimulus into work to create a response to get clients. It's like, all right, if we just don't, if we just gently, I can do a thousand reps with one kilos. I'm going to get no results. All right. Yeah. Fine. It's not hard. So don't really understand. That, that was annoying for me. Uh, but I, I realized this is going to be really sound like really bad because one of my other clients today, he, he obviously saw my post. So he follows me on Instagram and he was like, did you get triggered by someone? And I was like, it wasn't you. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, it, he was like, it, it goes. And he was like, I can kind of resonate. So he did, he did it incredibly well in some business, right. Has already retired. And he's like just 48. Um, and he's like, yeah, kind of goes hand in hand with the new kind of, and I get this is, we need, obviously need to talk about mental health more, but it's more about that kind of enjoyment of all life and um, being a little bit wishy-washy with stuff and yeah, going away. Oh, you shouldn't have to have hard work if you don't want it, or you shouldn't have, you can look like that if you really want to, all that kind of body positivity stuff. He was like, it goes hand in hand with that, where you be like, I should be able to do the training, but not have to work hard um i'm like okay cool but you won't get the result that you want like that's just that's a fact so it just ha- that just won't happen um very strange and i saw mike's post about intuitive eating as well right because i think he got he's been triggered a little bit by the intuitive eating culture that's obviously come to a massive fruition right now which don't get me wrong is i totally like me and dan can intuitively eat we can not everybody should because they haven't gone through the process of getting educated about it yet. It's um, it's the same it's it's the same thing in every single thing in fitness and it's that if you're smart you understand and appreciate that it's never black and white. It's uh, but the problem in fitness is it swings from one pendulum to the other. It's either track every single morsel of food or, or do whatever the fuck you want and love yourself. And it's the same with this. It's the Either you enjoy the whole session, every single moment of it, don't hate a minute of it, or you hate it completely. And it's the, it's a, it's the, it's the biggest problem in everything to do with fitness, everything to do with it. And, and like that guy said in business as well, to a certain degree, you get this people who, who, who are all about the hustle and the grind. I work 90 hours a week. I never sleep. It's probably not smart. But likewise, don't do the bare minimum and expect to get by. Like, and this is the, you can't talk about this at the moment because you, you, you get canceled, not canceled, but you get, you get the, the shit from both sides then because you're in the middle. But the reality is all the good shit that I've ever done with fitness, life, business, whatever, it's because I sit pretty much sat back in the middle knowing exactly that it's both. I'm a, I'm a mindful eater. I've been, I've lost weight the last six weeks, mindful eating. I can do it. I know exactly what I'm doing. I yeah I get pretty much 90 95% of my clients from day 1 tracking their food. So what does that mean? What does that mean? Does that mean I'm a mindful eater or does that mean that I track all my food? Does it mean that one's bad or one's good? No. It means that there's a process to go through and you have to understand the gray area. And you have to understand where each person you meet fits into that gray area when you meet them and move them along that gray area to the point that they want to be in. Some people could work ridiculously hard for long periods of time on their business and never burn out. Some people could do loads and loads of work for two weeks and get burnt out. And it's just that whole culture at the moment of people and life. And it's, you can't say work harder because then someone's mental health is going to suffer. No, I'm not talking to that person. I'm talking to the majority of people who it's going to help. Likewise, I'm not going to tell everyone to sit and meditate and journal because it's fucking pointless for some people. 
But that doesn't mean that I'm saying it's pointless. It's pointless for some people. And it's this whole problem that people get so offended. And me and Mike talked about this today. That's why I'm annoyed is because he talked about the mindful eating, intuitive eating stuff. And apparently some people have got hold of it in the intuitive eating crowd and in their closed little group and were bitching about it. And my point is that that shows me they are not smart enough to understand that there's more to life than their way of doing things. It means that they've taken it as a personal attack because in their echo chamber, they can't and don't have the understanding, intelligence and knowledge to know that you can market to a different market than the one you're in. It's just, it baffles me. Like I don't market myself as someone who works with people with diabetes or obesity, not my bag, not my speciality. I'll, but that doesn't mean that I then have to go on every single bit of content oh, this applies to these people. If you are X, Y, Z, or this, this, and this, this isn't for you. You don't say that. The whole point of marketing is that you put your message out there and people who don't agree with it don't follow you. Simple. And it's the same thing in fitness. And it's the same thing. Yes, you can mindfully eat. You don't have to be a mindful eater. You don't have to, to, to like categorize yourself as that. And that's the problem in fitness. Everyone wants to be in a fucking camp. Everyone wants to be in a section of people. They want to identify certain things. And by doing so, they then think that everyone's attacking them if they disagree with that message. And that's the biggest problem is it's people that are not smart enough, in my opinion, to see outside of their own bubble and to see that there's more to life than their way of doing things. So I can, I can comfortably understand why there's mindful eating coaches, intuitive eating coaches. I get it. 100% I understand that. 100% believe that there are people who need that. But then when you hear the narrative from that side of the argument, which is people shouldn't be tracking or anyone who slags off mindful eating or intuitive eating is a shit coach, incorrect. You're a shit coach or a shit have a shit understanding of how this stuff works for everyday people. That's what annoys me is I understand why bodybuilding coaches do the way, do what they do. I don't do it with my clients. I know why they do it for bodybuilders. But this is the problem is that you're either in one camp or another. And if you're in neither camp, you're attacked by from all, from all angles, from people, again, who aren't smart enough to see your way of doing things and understand that you're actually smart enough to see the benefits of all of those things and put them all together. But that's fitness, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, fitness. it's fitness. People think I bash bodybuilding too much, apparently. But I'm like, mm, I still do some but, of it. It's but, but, again, fine. But, but, but it's not but, my market. no one... But, exactly, but no one that you train needs to bodybuild and none of the trainers that you train to be trainers train bodybuilders. No, so, yes. like... and, you know, what? if someone came to you and said, Tom, I'm looking to be a bodybuilding coach. Can you help me with my uh, training uh, selection? No, no, I can't like, go to I can, someone else. I, I give it a good go. But like there are better people than me. Like I don't. They wouldn't care. ask like, you. They wouldn't ask you. No. No offense, they wouldn't ask you because you're smart enough to put out the content you want to put out. That means that people won't ask you that question. And that's what frustrates me with all this sort of stuff. Is it's like, don't ah, uh, just it's just, it's just those echo chambers that exist, and and people when they're in them, and they get entrenched in them, they don't understand anyone else's viewpoint. It's all right then. It's all right. We've gone. We've gone off topic from my post. Jesus Christ. We have, but I had to get off my chest. Um, it annoyed me. <laughs> um, but the hard work thing is like it. It was more of a case of uh, it's just the hard work in sessions. If I'm really honest, yeah. hard work from clients not trying to put it in. Um, I'm, I'm. Don't get me wrong. Like it happens literally to everybody, and it definitely happened to me. Where I'm like, fuck this. Uh, I'm not working hard today. I'm gonna just go through the like the motions and not yeah just not done it and i'm like i'll bail out on something and 
but I understand I'm not going to get the result like I want. And I've had clients who are like, oh, when am I going to start seeing results? So like, when we start working hard, we're not, we're not there yet. Like we're just, yeah. What are you eating? What are you eating the three days before you come here? Yeah. I'm like, what? oh, I'm, I'm lost any weight. Well, okay. Correct. <laughs> I was like, well, I can't, I can't just literally take it out of your hand. Like, um, and it's more, it's more in session for me, obviously, because I see him like, oh yeah, I've still got this niggly bit. Did I? So I did an O'Neill's assessment. We figured out it's probably your anterior delt that's a little bit flared up, and we probably need to loosen that guy up with some like basic pec stretching. I asked you that like once a day. Have you done that? No. Oh well, well, okay, cool. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen then. <laughs> It'll go away, maybe by magic, possibly. Um, but I don't know. So it's it's that kind of issue. It's just like, all right, help you to help yourself kind of thing. Like, yeah, let's just do that. It's just yeah. And especially I think it's it it's more in the kind of the, definitely the strength bit. There are some clients who literally go for it, like they're absolutely great and they're gonna grind and try and do it. Whereas the some are like, this is heavy. I'm like it is, but so I'm gonna hurt my back. You're not. I'm gonna hurt your back. Oh. <laughs> like even if you do, oh, any kind of, and it's that's the whole uh, sensitivity towards pain kind of scenario as well. It's like, it, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you're not. It's not hurt. It's it's sensitive. Like, and that's yeah. We have to stop being a bit of a flower if we want to listen to it. Trust me. Um, <laughs> bit of a flower. So, it's a nice yeah. way of putting it. Isn't it? <laughs> So yeah, it's it. I realize it's not the, yeah, the most PC thing, but it's just those. It, they, they become frustrating, and they're like, "All right, well, it, it, for the best will of the world, and we all have clients who do not make the progress that they want to see, and we know that we can get, but they will never get there because of their work ethic, and it just happens." So, and yeah, just worth saying to them every now and again, and be blunt. You're like, "Well, I don't think you've worked hard enough, so we're not there yet." literally yeah yeah um yeah be crystal clear with them no and i realize it's an awful situation to be in um i think it takes balls to talk about that but yeah it'll be interesting Uh, just take some guts take some confidence and they'll respect you for it because they're paying you as, as the person who should know right so and i think it's an awkward conversation definitely is they'll be like well i'll be like i've called it out before and i'm like i don't i think you're lying oh I'm sure you have. I was like, I, I don't believe that's what you've eaten. Like, otherwise, the science doesn't isn't correct. Uh, or like, I don't believe you've done that session. Otherwise, we wouldn't be yeah, I've, like this. Or... I've had that many a time, like many a time. Uh, had that similar yeah. discussion. Like, it's um, yeah, but yeah, that was what that post was about, and it, it seemed to resonate with a fair few trainers. So I'm saying it's uh, definitely in the industry. Um, we get it in all walks of life, don't we? Want something for nothing. So yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> little rant, little rant, Daniel. All right. Um I do like a rant. Love a rant. Oh yeah, there was one question I wrote at the top of the podcast. I wanted to ask you. I was scrolling through Reddit. I thought it was quite funny. And uh I wanted to get your opinion. Should have done this at the start. I wrote I wrote it for the start. So kind of like uh so this question. If all animals were horse sized who would win in a big fight who would be last man standing if all animals were horse sized 
I'm gonna go put this on my Instagram as well. <laughs> well, as in like, as in they're all, but yeah, but hang on, can they all? They're all horse, horse size, but but they are, but they are their own. Like they are their own shape, though. They're not all horse. Like they're not all got. They've not all turned into horses, no. <laughs> okay, right, okay. They're all the size of a horse. So, like, where are they fighting? Where are they so, fighting on land? Like, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, because you're like whale on land, probably not good. Uh, and they've lost well, no, their size I'm thinking anyway. Shark. So. I'm thinking great white shark because of the amount of those teeth that are in there. But it's just going to be like horse size. on the floor. But it's also yeah, but it's horse size, on the floor, right? isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but, but I think it's also gotten, the, the... gotten smaller, isn't it? It normally be bigger. That's or... what I'm asking you about the whole like if it's a horse because if it's got right, a horse's okay. head shape, then yeah, the mouth's going to be tiny. So <laughs> no, no, horse size, not but, horse shaped. Yeah, but a great white shark probably is horse sized. It's kind of that's big ish, like six it's, foot. It's got to be bigger foot? than a horse, mate. It's got to be bigger six than a foot horse. great white shark. Great white again. Shark bigger. What are we doing? Are you doing dimensions like computers? Diagonal, diagonal? Because I reckon that would be about similar. Top. From the nose, from the nose of a horse to the tail of it, I reckon six foot. Easy, easy six foot. Easy six foot. Longer, mate. Longer. Far yeah. Longer. So therefore, you can fit a great white shark. In that. <laughs> a small great white, surely. Not How that I've been thinking about sharks? it too long. Not that I've been thinking about it too long or anything. <laughs> yeah, great white sharks about that big. What about mate? Easy. Great white shark length. Fifteen to sixteen feet long. They grow to an average, so you get smaller ones, mate. Okay. <laughs> okay. So right. we'll give. I still don't think. All right. Even if it's horse size, horse. I still don't think it's. I still don't think it's much smaller. Like, as in, like, it would put it at that much of a disadvantage. Do you know? How big is a normal horse? I hate that they do it in hands. Oh, average height hands. of a horse is about. Yeah, that's sort of how they measure it. Um, so average height of a horse is 15.2 hands. Great. Around five foot. That's the average height of a horse, apparently. I swear they're bigger than that. Mm. Like where their head is. That's why the horse. But you yeah. you get the thing. You get how how tall is a horse, that kind of thing. 1. 1. 1.4 to 1.8 meters tall. And then how long is it? Right. Something like that. All right. So you get what I mean. So the thing is, right? It could be like. I think I'm gonna go for bug, but then I I, I don't know whether it's gonna be like a is it gonna be bug like a army yes. ant or something like that. Oh, you get you think about it too much now, mate. You're going great white. Much. It's gonna get smaller. I think you've no, got to split I'm... it into land and feet sea, right? Yeah, I guess. I I think this requires some good thought. I, I can't. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back next week. Or at some point to uh, do it. Find out on Instagram uh, what what wins. More than else, because I've I've listened to this, uh, this uh, a vague like discussion like this before as about the NFL mascots. You could do it with basketball ones as well. If all of them fought each other, who would win? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, clue. like like a jet would a jet beat a jet would beat the Falcon. Like that that would win. Or yeah, and stuff like that. An eagle, and then you've got like a. A Titan. A Titan would, would probably beat a jet because that like, Titan's a god. Um, yeah. I thought you spent too long thinking about it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to go for like army ant or wasp. Wasp could fly, but I feel that like it's too squidgy in it. Army ant would get like reinforced. Some, something yeah. like that. Big ant. Big they're ant. strong as well, aren't they? They're, they're strong. I don't know, mate. I've never, I've never seen the ant Olympics. I wouldn't know. Um, <laughs> Are yeah, they? I'm gonna go. Yeah, 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 they're well strong. They can carry like those like big 
leaves and stuff. Those big, those big leaves that are really heavy. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, relative to their body weight, but now they're right. You just heard it. Horse. You just heard it on here first, guys. Tom thinks leaves are heavy, <laughs> so therefore he's weak. So it's all good. Um, we'll come back to it. We'll we'll ask this question through Instagram straight after this podcast. Great, uh, I've recorded. Yeah. It'll be online before the Instagram. <laughs> um, yeah, and we'll find out. So. I'm going for some sort okay. of insect because, like, insects are disgusting. Hate insects, FYI. And I uh, just can't see anything else. It's not going to be like domesticated cat, is it? Like, big cat. Oh, no, obviously not. No. Or like human. If we're as big as it's just like, that's just a like large human. I still um, think a yeah. bear would take a fucking hell of a beat in, wouldn't it? Bear, bear would, bear. yeah. Yeah. And they're, that, like, some of them would be bigger, wouldn't they? True. A horse would be, yeah, because like black bears are quite small, whereas but grizzlies, big. Uh, polar, polar is bigger than also. Yeah. I mean, obviously, my, my my understanding of size has gone out the window with the great. <laughs> you 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 decided to just get a, a tiny shark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. I right. still think uh, in the water they're going to win. They might do, but then then you might be like, all right, but then you could be like. A lobster the size of a horse could just chop. Would they not just chop the heart, the shark in half? I don't. I just there's too there's too much to think about, mate. I, <laughs> if a, a lobster like or a crab like that was just that size, right? Or like a, a octopus, an octopus that size would fuck up a shark, would it not? I don't think so. You don't think so? Like its tentacles? Bam, 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 bam. No, I think the shark would eat them. The tentacles like this guy. off. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think that's going to work, mate. I'm just <laughs> interesting, isn't it? Hugely interesting, <laughs> riveting. <laughs> anyway, that's what you came for. Uh, work hard and uh, decide what is the the yeah most ferocious horse-sized animal. Um, any other business, Daniel? I guess we won't have Not a show this week because uh, yeah, we'll 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 find out. We'll well, we'll sort you, it out, you um, I'm sure there will be yeah. a bicep some banter podcast next week, so you can probably be a live stuff. one, probably. Yeah, Jesus. We'll, be, we'll be live. Yeah, we've got um, um, Blitz. Blitz is launching as well, so if you're interested in our eight-week fat loss coaching program, um, drop me a DM on Instagram if you want <clears throat> want more info, or you can join the waiting list. Emails go out next Monday. About how to secure your spot for that? So, um, yeah, kickstart your fat Lovely. loss now that everyone's back in a routine. Yeah, PT Core is actually ha- uh, onboarding right now as you listen to this in your ear holes. Boom. So, um, yeah, do it. We will be switching some stuff up. We're Obviously, it is the first lot is 1.0, so it's now better already, um, and we'll be continually adding stuff um, as we go. Um, so get it whilst it's still cheap, as it's still there, it's just going to get pricier and pricier. Uh, but, yeah, if you're newly qualified or in the first like year, two years of your business, then crack on. Um, get on it yeah. get on it definitely. Um, yeah we're definitely changing how we do our support which is obviously great it's something we couldn't do as much in the first cohort because um me and luke still had a lot of filming and writing and stuff to do so unfortunately but now we're freed up so we get more of us so we're actually thinking about having tutor time um scattered through the weeks as well that you can Ooh. actually book in to unfortunately talk to me so yeah That'd Probably worthwhile. Boring. Boring with will we'll, we'll for once and for all, I will ask every single one of them the horse-sized animal question. Um, 
All right, guys, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week. That's it.